0: That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch.
1: Well, good afternoon. It's that special touch of God's excellence in in you. I'm Carol Stanley, and here we are on KLAY 1180 on your AM dial or K-L-A-Y 1180.com if you're listening to us online. Well, happy 4th weekend. Wow, this is a beautiful Seattle weather, and it's not always so usual for us at this time of year. Usually after the 4th is when we get our great uh, few weeks of summer. <laughs> That's the joke around here, is that after July 4th, summer hits. But we've had an unusually lovely. Uh, first of all, we had a very wet spring, and now we've had a lovely warm time. Uh, we had some good weather in May, and here we are in June, which has just passed, obviously. But we've yeah we've had some really uh, nice summery weather here in uh, the last month, and so here we are on this wonderful. Uh, it's July 2nd we're celebrating all weekend into the fourth which is Tuesday and it's ex- an exciting wonderful time to just sit back and relax and enjoy uh, and really enjoy this holiday It's such a fabulous holiday We're going to talk about the, the history of the holiday a little bit today and different things I think you'll enjoy but um it's just it's such a wonderful for me it's a, a great family time we Love When the kids were little, we would get out and and, uh, do the fireworks in the neighborhood, the ones that were legal and so forth. And it was just a fun time, you know, to really get together. I remember uh, creating, we had a a Fourth of July parade in our neighborhood when our children were younger, and it was just fun. The kids all participated, and I'll never forget um, my son, Robert, who was such a sport. Oh, my goodness such a good kid. Uh, But he, you know, he dressed up, all the kids dressed up in all kinds of different fun things. And he was, uh, he dressed up and and with a fall and hula skirt and the whole thing. It was just, he was so fun. Uh, But all the children in the neighborhood really got, got down and, and made it a fun event. And it's just, it, we made it very celebratory, which is so in line with how our how our Fourth of July, how our independence came about, and uh, and again, I'm gonna, I'll share with you a little more about that. I want to start today again, as I always do, with Jesus calling. It's such a lovely, wonderful devotional that is just speaks to your heart. It's Jesus Himself talking to you. So here we go for July second. Let me show you my way for you this day. I guide you continually so you can relax and enjoy my presence in this present moment. Living well is both a discipline and an art. Concentrate on staying close to me, the divine artist. Discipline your thoughts to trust me as I work my ways in your life. Pray about everything. Then leave the outcomes up to me. Do not fear my will, for though it is For though, or pardon me, I'm going to start that sentence again. Do not fear my will, for through it I accomplish what is best for you. Take a deep breath and dive into the depths of absolute trust in me. Underneath are the everlasting arms. That, of course, is taken from Psalm 5, 2 to 3. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. Again, that's Psalm 5, 2 and 3. Isaiah 26, 4 in the Amplified Version says this, So trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, truly the rock of ages. And Finally it's from Deuteronomy 33:27 The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms He will drive out your enemy before you saying destroy him <laughs> What's so lovely about this today in particular is the whole reference to everlasting arms you know there were some beautiful old hymns that that uh, really went along line with that and I think that is so you know, some of those old hymns just really play back to us as we grow in life, and I my hope is that uh, I can get on my box about this. But my hope is that we would for forever roll a few of those beautiful old hymns that have scriptural truth so glued to into every word that we would share those with our youth, that we would pass that down, and not lose it. You know, the tendency in music is to certainly is to Continually create new stuff, and that's great. I love it, but to we don't want to lose our heritage either. In other words, we want to take the beauty and the the elegance of what we were handed in those beautiful hymns that were so soundly uh, written on scripture, and and enhance then the whole the whole life experience with the past and the present, and obviously looking to the future. Uh, walking with the Lord and passing all of this wonderful musical heritage that is just brimmed full of scriptural truth. Uh, those songs play back; they just they just do. They play back uh, so beautifully to us during a service this morning. The whole theme was how to how so how do we live in victory, right? And in order to have victory, there has to be a battle, right? Life can be a battle, as we all know. The tough times in life are where we grow. But the battle always yields to victory. And we're always working towards victory. And certainly, God is there for us to back us up and create victory. The key to victory is really looking at the face of Jesus, looking into his face and seeing what that really what that really is. Because it's a revealing look. It's a revealing look. This is taken from 2 Corinthians uh, 3, 18 through 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6. But it's a lovely passage that helps us to see the revealing look that Jesus is so revealing to us, to our hearts, to what he wants for us, etc. And it's a transforming look. He truly, you know, in Romans 12, 2, and it talks about the importance of allowing our minds to be transformed by his word and by truth, capital T, truth. And so it's a transforming look when we look into Jesus's eyes. The whole thing, of course, uh, pinging on belief, we must believe and, and trust in Jesus and look into those beautiful eyes and be transformed. It's a strengthening look as well. It strengthens us. I love the scripture that I've stood on so many times that that says, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. I know some of the translations will say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Both are, of course, very true. But what speaks louder to my heart is that he actually is my strength when i am really relying on him he he has so often pulled me through so many situations where i didn't feel like i physically had the strength but i looked to him and i would stand on that scripture that he you know with him i can do anything and sure enough we would we we would be victorious in that situation it's a purifying look When we look at, believe, and look into Jesus's eyes, it's a purifying look because God purifies us. He just does with his love and with his guidance. It's a saving look. The importance, again, of looking to him in those beautiful eyes and believing. Remember this, if others can see Jesus in in us, then they can believe Jesus for them. I'm going to say that again. If others can see Jesus in you, then they can truly begin to and grab on to believing Jesus for themselves. It's a very powerful truth. It's a humbling look. Truly, when you look into the Lord's eyes, it's a humbling look. And it's an illuminating look because He is the light of the world and light reveals everything darkness cannot live in the light light reveals so it's the the power and the importance of us believing and trusting and allowing the jesus calling to lift us up every day and put us on our feet of faith and trust is a beautiful thing speaking of those beautiful old hymns so when we again and talking about looking to jesus There was this lovely old hymn that I really love, the chorus of. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Aren't those lovely words? I cherish some of those wonderful old hymns because of the the power and the simplicity, but yet the power that's there when we turn our eyes upon Jesus and look full in that wonderful face. The things of this earth and the problems and the battles, if you will, will grow strangely dim. They will disappear for us as we just enjoy the glory and wonder of him. We are going to take a quick break right now, and then we will be right back with the 4th of July and much more good stuff. So we will see you in just a couple minutes.
0: That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you.
1: Attention building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair, we service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Store front doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. FLCC, or Family Life Community Church, is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry, from zero to sixth grade. They are located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. Merritt and Megan Hunt are passionate missionaries who travel all over the world with L3 International, supporting and building orphanages. They just returned from Zambia and Tanzania, Africa, where over 500 people accepted Christ in the open-air crusades. Please support them by calling 206-496-7311. Again, that's 206-496-7311 to find out more.
0: That special touch of God's excellence in you special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence
1: in you. Well, here we are back this afternoon. This is Carol Stanley with that special touch of God's excellence. And we are obviously on KLAY 1180 on your AM dial and KLAY 1180.com. Well, it's a beautiful weekend that we're celebrating our uh, country's independence, this wonderful Fourth of July weekend. And I wanted to share with you a little history background. I always have a good time looking up uh, the histories of these different occasions that we have, uh, that we get a chance to spend them on air together. It says, on July 4th, 1776, the 13 colonies claimed their independence from England, an event which eventually led to the formation of the United States. Each year on July 4th, also known as Independence Day, Americans celebrate this historic event. Conflict between the colonies and England was already a year old when the colonies convened a Continental Congress in Philadelphia in the summer of 1776. In June, uh, in a June 7th session in the Pennsylvania State House, which later became the uh, Independence Hall, Richard Henry Lee of Virginia presented a resolution with the famous words, resolved, that these United Colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from uh, all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. Isn't that a wonderful, um, it's interesting, it was interesting to me that, it was it. It was as late as June before they got you know started really working on this. Uh, think about that today. If we had <laughs> if we had a bill that we needed to uh, put into Congress today, oh my goodness, they wouldn't do it in a few days. They would take forever. But anyway, um, we must we must hold on to hope <laughs> for our country for our current situation as well as is our Fourth of July beginnings. Um. Lee's words were the impetus for the drafting of a formal Declaration of Independence. Although the resolution was not followed up on immediately, on June 11th, con- consideration of the resolution was postponed by a vote of five, and was appointed to draft a statement. Pre- I'm sorry, a statement presenting to the world the colony's case for independence. Members of the committee included John Adams of Massachusetts. Roger Sherman of Connecticut, Benjamin Franklin of Pennsylvania, Robert R. Livingston of New York, and Thomas Jefferson of Virginia. The task of drafting the actual document, as we all know, fell on on Jefferson, fell to him. So on July 1st, 1776, the Continental Congress reconvened, and on the following day, the Lee Resolution for Independence, as I just read, was adopted by 12 of the 13 colonies. New York did not vote. And I always, I find that interesting because New York kind of stepped aside on quite a, quite a bit of this. Um, okay, so, okay. Discussions of Jefferson's Declaration of Independence resulted in some minor changes, but the spirit of the document was totally unchanged. The process of revision continued through all of July 3rd and in into the late afternoon of July 4th, when the Declaration was officially adopted. Of the 13 colonies, nine voted in favor, two, uh let's see. okay, nine voted in favor of the declaration, two, Pennsylvania and South Carolina, voted no, actually, and Delaware was undecided, and New York abstained. John Hancock, president of the Continental Congress, signed the Declaration of Independence that day. It is said that John Hancock signed, when he signed his name, he did it with a great flourish so England's King George could read it without his spectacles. I just found this whole thing um, interesting as I went through it because actually what happened, and again, think about if if our country was trying to put together a, a Declaration of Independence today. They started in June and then they postponed and then July 1 they actually got back together and and talked it through and decided that sure enough Jefferson would be the guy who would write it and so by July 4th it was a done deal from July 1 to July 4th it was and it didn't even start any of this till June I'm thinking wow that was they actually they really moved along quickly and so we're very thankful for all of that the actual uh Signing, you know formal signing of the document after Jefferson got through with it. the formal signing was not until August 2nd uh, as I was reading this history. And I found that whole thing interesting. and so but how we' how it's come down in history is that we have chosen to totally honor and uh, accept, if you will, July 4th, the day that they finished it, and John Hancock signed it immediately. It was that the July Fourth date that we have come down in history to to remember and to acknowledge, and I think that's that's really kind of cool that all that came down. But anyway, yeah, Fourth of July, and there's there's a lot more, and there's so much more, um, just little facts, and and I've got some beautiful quotes that I'm going to be sharing with you as well from different of uh, different ones of our signers who were really beautiful, strong Christians and felt so strongly. I mean, half of those guys, 56 members, and half of them were strong, believing Christians, meaning they were Christ followers. They believed in the Word of God and, and were Christ followers. And some of their comments and uh, statements and declarations were really kind of profound. I'll share some of those a little bit later. I found this kind of fun. It says, "For as long as Americans can remember, the nation has celebrated the Fourth of July by staging grand fireworks shows in public squares and light, and you know, lighting uh, smaller displays at home." Why? Why do we commemorate Independence Day by setting off thousands of all these explosions? <laughs> because John Adams wanted us to. Before the Declaration of Independence was even signed, he envisioned fireworks big displays as a part of the festivities. So he, he saw it in his mind's eye years before, you know, just, I mean, it was just amazing to me that here, this is what he saw in his heart. In a letter to Abigail, his wife, on July 3rd, 1776, he wrote that the occasion should be commemorated with pomp and par- and parade and, and all kinds of just, you know, big parties <laughs> games sports guns bells bonfires and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward forevermore that was what he had said to his wife he really wanted a big a big deal to made, be made of the 4th of July and i praise god that we do make a big deal of it it is a an incredible big deal that we celebrate this in this wonderful independence uh and it isn't, you know, it isn't so much about independence from England as it is choosing to follow, to write an independent document and structure around the principles, truly the principles that God gives us in his scripture, where all men are free and are equal and are uh, his children, you know, God's children. So it it has its roots just totally into our Christian faith, our Christian heritage. And um, it's it, to me, it's it's a big deal. We need to celebrate and really make it a, a fun, wonderful, wonderful uh, time. And so here we are, obviously. This is a four-day weekend. We've come from celebrating one day to when it falls in a weekend, and like this time, it falls on a Tuesday. So we get the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday, the Monday, and the Tuesday to celebrate. So I think that's great. Um. Let's see. While some historians have suggested that India first uh, invented fireworks, modern fireworks seem to have come to the West by way of China. Most early fireworks were simply repurposed military munitions fired for entertainment rather than to frighten or kill the enemy. In the 12th century, the Chinese improved the burning fire arrow, a long-established weapon, by affixing small packs of gunpowder to it. And from there... It was not long before they invented rockets, simply stuffing a container with gunpowder and leaving a hole in one end for propulsion. These ground rats, or fire rats as they were called, were wildly unpredictable. However, um, and while this made them less effective, it did contribute to their entertainment value. These rockets made their palace hall debut when Emperor Li Tseung... Brought them before the Empress Kung Shen, but when one scurried up up to her, she gathered up her skirts and brought the feast to a halt. <laughs> During the Renaissance, fireworks became popular in Europe and were used in nationalist and imperialist celebrations by figures like Peter the Great and Louis the Fourteenth, who were especially big fans of the pyrotechnics. So it, it's it's been happening for forever, right? We we are a lover of fireworks. There's just something so beautiful about the looking up in the sky and these beautiful, bright, colored, spectacular explosions in the sky. It's, it's quite spectacular and wonderful. We went to a, a Rainier's ball game Friday night, and, of course, Friday nights at Rainier Cheney Stadium are fireworks nights. And so after the game, we were able to just sit there and enjoy this wonderful fireworks display. And certainly at this time of year, Fourth of July, it's a great time to experience beautiful fireworks and the celebration of our wonderful independence. Tradition alone, of course, does not explain the popularity of fireworks here and abroad. As with many festive decorations, including streamers, confetti, festival lights, and balloons, people often appreciate just all of them simply because of their bright colors. Others may appreciate the technical ingenuity and the choreography that goes into the show. And others just like dramatic loud noises and sense the, the uh, and sense of destruction. You know, some people really kind of. I remember, gosh, talking about that sense of destruction and the thrill of danger. I remember years ago in the neighborhood, uh, we had a, a gentleman that would always light off the. Uh, oh, my goodness. The cherry, not the cherry. Well, yeah, cherry bombs, but there were bigger, more powerful ones, and they were so loud and so it just take it would take you out. In fact, there's a lot of people that it, don't like fireworks. It does take them out, quote unquote. They don't. Um, I mean, I think about our precious military who have come back from service and they still have. Um, PTSD and so forth and so the the loud sounds to our animals and to our some of our vets is is very intrusive but if we just get to look up at the beautiful fireworks displays it's it's not so intrusive and it's really quite lovely and wonderful and so we can put our doggies and our kitty cats in the house and hopefully they will they will be okay and we'll we'll pray for our our wonderful veterans and uh See if we can't make things all better. But the celebration is a fun, fun time. We're going to take another break and I'll be right back. So go get your iced tea and I'll see you in a few.
0: That That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you.
1: Attention, building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair, we service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Store front doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. FLCC, or Family Life Community Church, is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from zero to sixth grade. They are located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. Merritt and Megan Hunt are passionate missionaries who travel all over the world with L3 International, supporting and building orphanages. They just returned from Zambia and Tanzania, Africa, where over 500 people accepted Christ in the open-air crusades. Please support them by calling 206-496-7311. Again, that's 206-496-7311 to find out more. That special touch of God's excellence in you
0: special touch of God's excellence in you.
1: Well, here we are back this afternoon again on this wonderful 4th of July Independence Day weekend. It's July 2nd, and we are in the midst of a wonderful, beautiful summer day on this beautiful uh, July day. And like I had said before, it you know, it's kind of unusual that uh, we get this beauty, the beauty weather, <laughs> the really nice summer weather so early. But it's, it's so welcome. And this has been a year where we've had some summer weather earlier uh, than, usually, we can always count on July 4th, post-July 4th is when summer really comes about in the Seattle area. And this year we've had summer early, so it's been kind of neat. Oh, we've been talking about... Certainly, the Lord Jesus and his love and his support for all of us. But how wonderful that our country truly, uh, even though some people like to not uh, acknowledge the fact that so many of our forefathers were strong, believing Christians, and uh, the writers of the Constitution certainly were believers and um, wanted, they, they, put that document together to reflect some of the strong christian principles you know being a being a christian is even though it's referred to as a religion it's about it truly is uh, about a relationship with the lord jesus christ who who is our brother he's our savior he's our lord he's everything and he's our ticket to connection back with father god that is such a critical piece. And it's just, you know, to simply believe, accept, and allow him into your heart and into your life, he starts doing incredible transformation. And it gives you an opportunity to truly be in relationship with him through praying and talking to him, but also reading his word and getting getting deep, deep within your heart, the power and beauty and absolute, awesome, successful application of his word in your life. It's a recipe for living that nothing else can compare with. Uh, Absolutely nothing. And um, so anyway, I just, I can get off on that (laughs) subject a lot. I love, um, I love what, what uh, Joyce Landorf used to say. She used to say when she would go in and she was sitting there and having her hair done and the the little gal didn't know quite. So she said, well, I know you're religious. And and Joyce stopped her and she said, oh, honey, I pray I'm not religious. I want to be real. And I just love that because to be real denotes, um, it denotes, again, what it says, being real. It denotes that you're not pious, you're not on a pedestal, you're We're all, we all put our pants on one leg at a time and we all need the Lord's forgiveness and his support. He has our back and we need that. Every single one of us. Being a Christian does not make you perfect. It makes you forgiven. That's the difference. And truly, when you get into, uh, when you simply believe and get into his word, what happens is you want to do good things. You want to help other people. You want to make again, that difference in life for, for our community, for our whole, our whole world. And our signers and uh, developers of the, our independence document, our Declaration of Independence, were of the same mindset. They wanted this to go well, to be free, to be uh, able to really be full, full on who we were meant to be. And I, I, to me, that's, that's an incredible statement. I mean, an incredible reality that our forefathers really, really were of that solid mindset of following Christian principles. For those who didn't believe, they still follow those principles. And uh, But you just have such a leg up in life if you choose to believe and, and follow him and be with him. It's just, you know, you're never alone. I tell my singers and speakers, you know, you when you go out on platform or you are standing before a group just sharing your 60-second commercial, you're not alone. The Lord has your back. So you're not out there by yourself. He, you know, I always pray and it's like, okay, here we go. It's not me alone. It's him. He's got me. He's he's right there with me. And it's together we are sharing what I have done, my homework. I've prayed. I've I've certainly studied. I've done everything I know to do to put together a fabulous program when I'm speaking or singing or whatever. And then God has my back. He, and he will infuse thoughts. He will infuse incredible things that enhance what you're doing because he, and only he knows that there's somebody in the audience that needs that enhancement that you didn't know before. You've got your, your program is prepared. It's put together. But when he infuses these little brilliant lights into it. It makes it so, so special. And it truly, uh, it, it truly uplifts and and makes, it, it impacts people. That's the word I'm looking for. It impacts people in a really, really positive, good way. I want to share with you, uh, let's see, where's my little notes here? I want to share with you some of these incredible statements by our, some of our forefathers. It says, no one can deny that many of the founding fathers of the United States of America were men of deep religious convictions based in the Bible and faith in Jesus Christ. Of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence, nearly half, 24, were held seminary or Bible school degrees. Wow. I did not realize that. That 24 out of the 56 actually held seminary or Bible school degrees at that point. These Christians uh, and these Christian quotes that I'm going to share with you of the founding fathers on religion will give you an overview of their strong moral and spiritual convictions, which help form the foundations of our nation and our government. So here's a few of them. And I think they're just it, it always blows my mind. Uh, to it, it in a good way, you know. And again, just to clarify, when we're speaking of religion here, it's it's just a word that helps to define that you're talking spiritual things, and in particular, you're speaking of um, Christian religion is is a a gift of God reaching to you and you simply taking His hand. Basic understanding of Religious thought is man trying to figure out a bunch of rules or a ways to get to God. Where Christianity is that difference in that it is truly Christ extending His hand to you, to be your, to be your brother, to be your friend, to be your your savior, and to to be just in relationship with you. And that that turns everything around. Uh, And again, like I said, it then it makes us want to do His will. And I think I had said before. at some point on another show, uh, or certainly it's in my book. I know I'm, I get confused. I, <laughs> but anyway, that man loves to make rules, and the Pharisees certainly made tons of rules, and they added to the you know the the law, the basic ten that Moses came down off the mountain with. They added hundreds of other laws, and it just turned it turned the whole experience with God into this box that we, people were in, having to you know toe the mark. And Christianity is not it is not that way. It is, yes, we do have the Ten Commandments. It's our basic moral compass that our country was founded on, that we live by. But he basically says, the bottom line is love him with all your heart, mind and strength, and love others as you love yourself. Loving yourself and knowing who you are is such a powerful starting point. It's the point, it's the only point at which you can then move from to really love other people. So anyway, and I'm off on a little tangent again, which I can do, but I dearly love the fact that our so many of our founding fathers were were Christians, truly. And so while they refer to that as Christian religion, I just kind of wanted to clarify the, the fact that it's a relationship that makes you want to do all the, and follow all the guidelines that uh, Christ has set out for us. Simply because he knows, he knows he made us, he knows how we operate, he knows what is going to make us happy and good and fulfilled in life. And thereby, that's how, that's why we have those guidelines in scripture. They're guidelines that make us happy, fulfilled people. We fulfill our purpose by following those. And um, so anyway, here we go. I want to just read one before we have to take another break. This is um, George Washington, and this is a quote. It says, quote, while we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly ought not to be in uh, inattentive to the higher duties of religion. To the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. So he totally, and that was unquote. He totally believed in um, us being Christians and and following Christ's guidelines for us. Okay, so John Adams, uh, he he has several quotes here. Suppose a nation in some distant, oh, this is good, you guys. Suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book, and every member should regulate his conduct by the precepts there exhibited, every member would be ob- um, obliged in conscience to temperance, frugality, and industry, to justice, kindness, and charity towards his fellow men, and to piety, love, and reverence toward Almighty God. What a utopia, what a paradise that would be. Wow, unquote. I, I just thought that was so interesting that he, he was in his own wording, which is a little awkward, which is why I have trouble with it. Um, but you know, it's a little awkward, but yet it's so powerful. He was painting this picture of if if there was a region like our country or like any any region of the world that they would take the Bible for their only law book, and every member would would really live by, and be obliged in their conscience and in all their work and their uh, you know, use of money and, and their temperance and but justice and kindness and charity all to their fellow man. Wow. He's saying what a powerful, wonderful region of the world that would be. So we're going to take one last little break here and grab your iced tea and come right back. We'll finish this up. Attention building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair, we service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Store front doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. FLCC, or Family Life Community Church, is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 1030 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They are located at 1925 South 340 First Place, in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to specialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. Merritt and Megan Hunt are passionate missionaries who travel all over the world with L3 International, supporting and building orphanages. They just returned from Zambia and Tanzania, Africa, where over 500 people accepted Christ in the open air crusades. Please support them by calling 206-496-7311. Again, that's 206-496-7311. 7311 to find out more. That special touch of God's excellence in you.
0: That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in
1: you. Well, here we are back again. I hope you've got your iced tea all. Uh, refreshed, and here we go. I want to share with you uh, John Adams. He was our second U.S. president and was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. He says this, quote, suppose a nation in some distant—oh, pardon me, I already read that one. Ah! (laughs) I love it. I guess that's why I want to read it again. Quote, the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence." were the only principles in which that beautiful assembly of young gentlemen could unite, and these principles only could be intended by them in their address or by me in my answer. And what were these general principles? I answer, the general principles of Christianity, in which all these sects were united, and the general principles of English and American liberty. I love that. And he goes on, he says, now I will allow, or avow, pardon me, I will avow that I then believe and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God himself, and that those principles of liberty are as unalterable as human nature and our terrestrial mundane system, unquote. Another of his quotes was this, the second day of July 1776 will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as to the great anniversary festival, anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and par- parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward forever. Now he said the second day of July because that's the day that they actually agreed, and uh, and then it wasn't. It was formalized, and then they signed. I mean, it was actually. Everybody said yes, and John Hancock actually signed it on July 4th, but it was in process for a few days there, and I wonder if that that could possibly have been a misprint, too. Anyway, here's Thomas Jefferson, and I love, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson has been made out to be a non-Christian, and that is not true. He believed deeply in God and and was very supportive of, of Christianity. Quote, God who gave us life gave us liberty, and can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are a gift of God, that they are not to be violated, but with his wrath? Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice cannot sleep forever. I am a real Christian, that is to say, a disciple of the doctrines of Jesus Christ. So right, and that's unquote, right there, he very strongly states, Thomas Jefferson said, I am a real Christian, that is to say, a disciple of the doctrines of Jesus Christ, unquote. And that is what it's all about. So for anybody who has been swallowing the the dis um, the misconception and the deceit, really, that that Thomas Jefferson was not a Christian is, I mean, in his own words, he said he, he is a real Christian. And what he meant by that certainly was following the doctrines of Jesus Christ. He was a disciple of and followed the the doctrines of Christ. And again, that's what we've been talking about today is, in order for excellence to come up in you, and you to be truly God, to have God's excellence within you, you must just simply choose to believe. And then, you know, allow him to speak to you through his word. Allow him to speak to you through prayer. Allow him to guide you. You know, the scripture says also that, man, we could all have our plans, but God orders our steps. And I find that to be such a comforting thought, really, because it means I can't blow it. I can remember when we were heading to Russia, to minister with the whole Ministry of Education there in Russia in the... See, that was in the early 90s. Um, I do remember we had just put everything on the line to go to Russia. We, We knew we felt and heard, we heard God in our hearts, and we knew we were to just go, and, and we thought for a year, and so that was, you know, where we were headed, and so we were just trusting, 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 and just moving as fast and as hard as we could, and then it felt like we just hit a brick wall and bounced back, uh, because our house wouldn't sell at the time, and there was no reason for it, not really. The realtors, nobody could explain why our lovely home was not selling, but God knew, and so it felt like a brick wall where we hit it and bounced back where all we could do is lay there and look up, right? And and ask God, so I know we heard you, so what's up? <laughs> and we felt so strongly in our heart through that circumstance. He was just turning us. We did go to Russia. We did minister. We did everything that he had called our hearts to. He just ordered the plan a little differently than we thought. And I was such a joy to know that no matter, he will not allow us to, quote unquote, blow it. He will guide and order our steps. And that, so many times in life, you know, those kinds of things happen. And it's such a comfort to know he has your back and he's not going to let you mess it up. He, he will get you where, you where he wants you to go. This is uh, Benjamin Franklin. Um, I'm looking here to see. Okay, John Hancock. Let me read John Hancock first. Quote, resistance to tyranny becomes the Christian and social duty of each individual. Continue steadfast and, with a proper sense of your, your dependence on God, nobly defend those rights which heaven gave and no man ought to take from us. Ooh, I like that. And then here is one from Benjamin Franklin. He, and here he says, here is my creed. Quote, I believe in one God, the creator of the universe, that he governs it by his providence, that he ought to be worshipped, that the most acceptable service we render to him is in doing good to his other children, that the soul of man is immortal and will be treated with justice in another life, respecting its conduct in this. These I take to be the fundamental points in all sound religion, and I regard them as you do in whatever sect I meet with them. As to Jesus of Nazareth, my opinion of whom you particularly desire, I think the system of morals and his religion, as he left them to us, is the best the world ever saw or is likely to ever see again. Wow. He he was a openly not Christian man, meaning he had not 100% sold out <laughs> to believing in in Jesus and following his word. And yet, you know what? From, from the words he just spoke here, he definitely saw the value and the beauty and the importance and the uh, unending success of following Jesus of Nazareth. And, um, and like he said, he said, it's, it's the best, best the world ever saw or is likely to see this system of morals that Jesus gave us. So he was definitely a believer from that standpoint. Um, how you know, Only God knows the depth of his heart, but he definitely was a supporter of Christian doctrine. So Samuel Adams said this, And as it is our duty to extend our wishes to the happiness of a great family of man, I conceive that we cannot better express ourselves than by humbly su- supplicating the supreme ruler, meaning God, of the world, that the rod of tyrants may be broken to pieces and the oppressed may be made free again, that wars may cease in all the earth and that the confessions or confusions, that the confusions that are and have been among nations may be overruled by promoting and speedily bringing up on that holy and happy period when the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, may be everywhere established and all people everywhere willingly bow to the scepter of him who is Prince of Peace. Wow, that was a powerful statement by Samuel Adams. You know, it's just so fun to see, uh, to, to see, look here and to, to uh, note, my goodness, some of these these men were phenomenal believers. John Quincy Adams says this, The hope of a Christian is inseparable from his faith. Whoever believes in the divine inspiration of the Holy Scriptures must hope that the the religion of Jesus shall prevail throughout the earth. Never since the foundation of the world have the prospects of mankind been more encouraging to that hope than they appear to be at the present time. And may the associate and may the associated distribution of the bible proceed and prosper till the lord shall have his be- have made bear his holy arms in the eyes of all nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our god wow he was quoting from isaiah 52:10 i find that um that really yeah that all <coughs> that Whoever believes in the divine inspiration of the Holy Scriptures, oh, and Jesus Christ, you know, that uh, will prevail. I, I, that's lovely. William Penn wrote this I do declare to the whole world that we believe the Scriptures to contain a declaration of the mind and will of God in and to those ages in which they were written, being given forth by the Holy Ghost, moving in the hearts of holy men of God, that they ought also to be read believed, and fulfilled in our day, being used for reproof and instruction that the man of God may be perfect. They are a declaration and testimony of heavenly things themselves, and as such, we carry a high respect for them. We accept them as the words of God himself. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's just, it's it's so wonderful to reflect on um, the 4th of July. So, Enjoy the rest of your holiday, and I will see you next Sunday with another program, God's Excellence in You. That special
0: touch of God's excellence in you.